you know, a lot of people have a lot of di- different preferences when it comes to those kind of dumplings. I've never had a boiled dumpling. To be honest, neither have I. I just know that it happens. <laughs> people are out there um, doing it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. First, I gotta say, may the fourth be with you. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're here recording the weekly brew episode thirty-one on May the fourth. It is a Wednesday, and for all of you Star Wars fans out there, hello and welcome into the show and i hope you're having a good may the 4th so far or you would have had a good may the 4th because you will be hearing this after in the future of may the 4th regardless i hope everything is good for you um but yeah we're here again it has been a it's been a hot minute since we've had a weekly brew um yeah it's been almost a month since we've had a weekly brew uh we had obviously our topic episode last time where we reviewed controversial movie tv um think things that we just didn't like or were just just too what was the fuss about them really um, but we're here, we're back again, Weekly Brew, we're back into our regular podcast. Um, but yeah, the past couple of weeks have been pretty busy for us, so we're going to have mm. a lot, a lot to catch up on. Um, both of our lives, we've had uh, tremendous, tr- 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 little bit tremendous things happen, um, some milestones, some fun things that have happened. Um, so yeah, we'll be catching up on all of that stuff in a second as two guys catch up, two friends I should say, catch up over a beer and we kick it off straight into brulette 37 we've done 37 of these things where james and i try to go to a supermarket and purchase the same beer in two completely different locations of new zealand um so we've kicked through what what's that 74 beers on this podcast plus extras little extra specials as well um but yeah we're here again 37 so on the count of three, we're going to mention the type of beer, beverage, that we have purchased for today. So on the count of three. One, two, three. Session IPA. Sucklers. Yeah, mine's a... Yeah, it's actually a, it's a Citra IPA, but I thought I'd just go IPA, IPA to just yeah. switch it up. Oh, that feels like a small win, sort of. You know, no hazies, no sours. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since we've had a beer. Uh, oh, hello. Totally. Um, nice to nice to be it's here. James. It's me. I, I do exist. I wonder how long you could do an <laughs> intro for at the start with just the expectation that there was someone else there and then be like, yeah, true. oh, by the way, it's just me today. It's just me. Um, I mean, people who do podcasts sometimes do episodes by themselves or chunks of episodes and yeah, for like yeah. half an hour think pieces before bringing anyone on. 
That's not, not what's happening today. That it's been a while this. since we've had a beer. Um, and not to spoil, you know, any thunder, but since we last recorded, it has been Matt's birthday. So I'm going to propose a toast to your your birthday hey. and uh, crack thank you, crack thank a you, beer open you. in a second in, in your uh, in your honour. I have gone with a brewery we've had before on the show. I'm guessing it was probably me because I'd be surprised if these guys were up in Auckland, but North End. North End? Have you had North End? Ooh, I don't think I have. They're small and Carpeted Coast based, so the chance of something you know making its way up to your part of the New Zealand will be quite low. Um, I have gone with North End Brewery's Session IPA, Scattered Peaks, uh, and what drew me to this beer was uh, it's new. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it stocked at the Schaefer's New World before, and also the fact that. It's a session, which, you know, implies lower alcohol, but it's 4.5%. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day. We had this conversation in the past about the whole tiny bit mighty garage project, 0%. Is it not alcoholic? Is it alcoholic? And again, I've never understood why something that's 4.5% is a session and a 5% is a full. So to me, I feel like I'm getting my, not necessarily my money's worth, but my sort of, I feel like I'm towing the line. Uh, That's what I'm drinking. Uh, What are you drinking? Nice. Um, yeah, I've gone with the brewery that I've had before on the show, um, and that's Eddie Line Brewery mm. uh, down from down in Nelson. Uh, Nelson. And yeah, the, this one is Summer in the Citra IPA. Um, so yeah, Summer in the Citra. It's a six point one four forty mil. So you know, I like my biggins. Um, and yeah, two point one standard. So. You know, might get to the end of it by the end of this uh, episode. Might not. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, Eddie Line Brewery, summer in the Citra. Mm, nice. Well, let's crack them open. Oh, serious fizz going on the technology. That is not great. Uh, cheers to you, my friend. It's been a hey, while. Cheers. And happy birthday. Thank you very much. Mm. First impressions from you? Oh, yummy. Yeah, nice. Mm. First impressions are juicy. Juicy, yeah. It's um, the citrus, um, citra na- uh, nature of this beer comes through uh, right away. Uh, and yeah, really, it was really tasty. Um, oh, yeah, there's a lot of different flavors going on there as I try and look around this can to give me more information but there really isn't a lot of information on it at all juicy citrus fruity smooth us and nz hops um but yeah first impressions very very nice i think i'm going to enjoy this ipas don't really head down that um that route for me but Mm. citra ipa different story very good first impressions i like nice what about you yeah quite um I would say first it very not full bodied. Like mm-hmm. thin sounds like a. I mean thin is a bad description for beer. Uh, but I get what you I, mean. I've stopped I get what you mean. myself from having a second because I want I want to try more. I always find that I never properly read the cans when I'm there, and <laughs> so the reason it's called Scattered Peaks is it's a take on modern hoppy aromatic cask beers of southwest of England, which is quite interesting. I I don't Ooh. think I've ever read a beer that sort of you know. A lot of the times beers in New Zealand play off American styles of stuff. Totally. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen one that's sort of gone after 
the UK, specifically the Southwest. Um, but first, first sip didn't give that much away. Felt quite thin. Definitely uh, heading in the direction of citrus. Dare I say, almost pilsnery. So I need, I need, I definitely need to try more. But what, what sort of ties into? I'm just gonna have another sip and then finish my thought. Mm. <laughs> um, Drink away. In the realm of thin, uh, I've sort of, I, I've done some accidental investigating on a previous brulette. In fact, I think it was the last beer that I had on the show was the Garage Project Tiny But Mighty, which you may remember or you may not remember. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't give a very good review after having high expectations. Uh, I think I only gave it a... I can't remember. It's not written down. That's not very helpful to myself. (gasps) It wasn't a very good score. But I use the word thin to, to describe that beer and... I mean, I'll tie into this full story later on, but I have found recently I was in a, uh, a room and experience where someone had one of these and said that it was flat and then oh, another okay. one and the beer poured with a foamy head. And I wonder if I got a dud can because I was so underwhelmed by that beer and I so wanted to like it more. And the person that was drinking said beer said that it's happened to him before. So I wonder if there is some a decent number of dud mm. Garage Project Tiny But Mighty beers going around that are underwhelming the score. So I'm almost willing in a future episode to give it a second go as well as yep, another yep, beer maybe. Yep. But, you know, just, just wanted to come on and say, you know, maybe my bad experience was, was not a fair test. But hey. That can only be Garage Project's fault and no one else's. Um, <laughs> true, true. Um, but as I said before, uh, delayed happy birthday. Um, Thank you. Why don't we start there? How have you been? How was your birthday? <laughs> Talk us through that and we'll slowly uh, work our way through everything else that has happened in the last three to four weeks. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like the birthday was last week, but I think I'll, I'll start there because a, a lot has happened over, I would say, the past past two weeks in itself the couple couple weeks after not not that much happened i mean i had things going on but it wasn't crazy so yeah i'll start with my birthday um yeah for uh, for, i mean for many reasons that people probably don't know um i turned 27 uh this year uh i turned it's it's my it's my golden year and i keep and i keep saying that because this year is going to be my year um because I turned 27 on the 27th, uh, and for all of you that don't know, that's 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 your golden year. Whatever, however old you turn on on what date your birthday is, it's, that's your golden year. Uh, so it was, my, it was my golden birthday this year, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. But it was really nice. It was really chill. Um, a few surprises and things like that, but it, it was really chill. It, it was. It was hard. I mean, Morgan kept on asking, you know, like, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do this year and things? And I'm just like. <sighs> nothing i just you know as as, as the years roll on i'm kind of just i'm a bit over the birthday fuss obviously mm. there'll be milestones and stuff but everything in between kind of just seems a bit like yeah like thank you um but yeah I, I i mean don't get me wrong i mean i like being spoiled and being fussed over but birthdays i don't know i just seem a bit like here's an excuse to do so um so you but want it, it was the other 364 days. Yeah, that's other, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. You can do whatever you want. I'm in for it. <laughs> um, but it was nice. Started off with a really lovely brunch uh, with Morgan. 
my mother and grandmother. Uh, we went to a, a local cafe round by um round by mum, um cream, uh, in Hillsborough. Very nice. Very very. It great, sounds like um, it would be nice. You don't name a cafe cream in Hillsborough and not be nice. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Uh, lovely cabinet food, and they've got some mean donuts that me and mum have do- just uh, devoured over over the years. Um, and yeah, so we went in there. We had a sit down um, sit down brunch. It was really nice um, to be out with my grandma, um, as I've kind of you know mentioned before. She's getting old, and frail, and in a in a mobility um, scooter, and obviously mum's caring and looking after her. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to see her outside of her place and going and doing something. And she was lively as ever. She always is. She's just, she's, she's never going to give up, eh? Um, so that was really nice. Had a really lovely meal there. Big breakfast, as I always do wherever I go out for brunch. Uh, and then, yeah, Morgan and I came home. We chilled out and she had a surprise um, for us to go and do something. And I had no idea what it was, but all I knew that it was... Um, in the North Shore, so we jumped in the car, drove to Takapuna, uh, and yeah, we were, I still had no idea what we were doing. All, all I knew is that she had to wear pants, and I was already wearing pants, so that was fine. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we arrived, we walked in, and we were at uh, a place called Thrill Zone, um, which does uh, VR experiences. And she had booked us a full hour inside Thrill Zone um, doing different different things and uh it was really it was it was a lot of fun the first thing we did was so vr experience headset on your head but you were actually strapped in by the waist in a rig where you had to run uh on a on a platform and you could turn your whole body and run a certain way and it moves your character instead of having a controller in your hand and you're you know you're moving your character like that you physically had to run uh, on this little platform and it was so tiring <laughs> it was it was a lot it was a lot of work um you know i i, I thought i found it hard to run just by myself but having to try and do it in this kind of virtual world was even harder um i came out with sweat over my brow uh and it was quite funny morgan was wearing a a slight crop top and where it um where it kind of went in the harness was right directly on her belly, uh, and so when they took the harness off, she was like <laughs> just beading sweat <laughs> over over her puku. It was it was pretty funny. Um, she got a bit motion sickness, which was fair because you 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 have you have these you know literal VR goggle headset and running. It was a lot of work. Um, but it was so much fun because I've never done an experience like that before. I've done VR and I have a VR headset myself, but having to do it like that, it was, it was really cool. Um, and then once we were done with our time on that, we jumped on some uh, a racing car rig um, with the wheel and everything. And we did cool. that for about, about uh, 15 minutes or so just to finish it off. Uh, and Morgan won every race, uh, which is fair enough because I don't have a license. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> you have you have nothing to go on with. No, I don't. Game. I don't. It was actually it was I it was very hard. Uh, and I know driving a car is a completely different experience, but I was losing control of that thing just left left right and center. Um, so yeah, so she did very well on that, and I did very well on the VR headset. So we kind of got uh, wins in in all categories. Uh, but that was, that was a lot of fun and that, that pretty much ended the birthday day. We just came home and, uh, got, 
that we just ordered in because we were thinking of going out, but we were like, nah, we'll just order in some food. Um, and then to finish off the birthday week, because it was a bit of a that, we had D&D on Thursday, um, continuing our D&D campaign with friends, which is so much fun. I'm absolutely loving it. It's How many just, sessions have you done now? Uh, I think that was our third. Mm. I think that was our third session. Um, and Has anyone died up. yet? No, no one's okay, no one's good, dead yet. Good. No one's dead. Um, although we almost died in our second ep- our second campaign, our second episode. Sorry, um, massive giant earthworm almost just completely devoured us. And They'll, we get to... They'll get you. They'll get you. Yeah, I know. She was tra- <laughs> Chloe was trying. She was trying. Um, but yeah, third episode, uh, really great. Uh, we got to the bottom of um, you know the mystery, the missing peoples. Um, from the first, when you were over, I think. Yes, we, did you, vaguely. Yes, the sure. missing people. I'll say yeah. yes. Yeah, uh, we found uh, and we figured out what was happening to these missing peoples, and we got to the bottom of it, and we killed uh, the gnome that was doing all of this devilish work, um, and we are about to go and collect our money in the next episode. Uh, collect our bounty. And we also next time, <laughs> and we also leveled up as well, which is sick. So more things to unlock for our characters, which is really cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So loving D and D, so much fun. Uh, and then on Saturday to finish off the birthday week, um, went to the Kingsland pub in Kingsland. Um, with it was funny. I made this joke to Morgan. I was like, "This is pretty much like your old flat and me." Um, cause it, it, it was, um, <laughs> it was, you know, uh, her sister and partner, um, her best friend, uh, her partner, and then another good friend of hers and her partner, um, and then another flatmate, uh, and, but it was actually really fun. I mean, I've come to know them over, you know, over the past couple of months, uh, with living them for a little bit during lockdown and, you know, they are really good friends. So it was, it was actually really nice. Her sister actually thought we were going to a little bit. I would say fancier place, but just thought we were going somewhere different, not quite a pubby vibe. And I was like, I was like, nah, this is perfect. Like, I love this. We, I got a massive full stack of ribs. Everyone had so much food, drinks. Like it was, it was so chill and so nice. The rugby was on, the league was on as well. Once that had finished, the band came out. We stuck around for a few songs. It was, it was, it was all I needed for, for birthday drinks. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. So birthday week was pretty, like not too much. It was really just enough. I'm not big on birthdays, but you know, I'll make it last a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and what else can I quickly say? My streaming's been going really well, um, over the past month. Um, you know, growing and growing slowly, making new friends and building a community on Twitch and we're all trying to support each other and grow, which is a, a, a lot of fun and really fulfilling, actually. Stepping, you know, taking my video game world into this more public eye. Um, it's it's so much fun. And it, it'll keep growing and I'm, I'm not trying to rush it or anything like that. I just want to do what I want to do and enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun so far. Um, and, um, and the last thing to mention... Uh, which I have mentioned to James outside of the podcast, but for everyone here who has been following from day one of my journey, I got my first gig through my agent. Um, yeah, it happened. It happened, guys. I got the I got the first one. It was 
quick rundown without going into too much information because obviously we can't it's, it's just what it is um i got uh, i missed a phone call monday morning because i hadn't i had been all up i had been up all night sunday night not even kidding i didn't go to sleep until nine o'clock in the morning uh watching the apex legends uh global series finale for the finals so i was up all night it was in sweden the first land competition for apex in over 900 days um because of covid and everything so that was really cool to witness and watch um but yeah i missed i missed the phone call in the morning i got another call in the afternoon um and basically he was like uh, are, you, are you available tomorrow uh for a shoot uh so yeah yes, yes the pheasants yes. won't know what have hit them yes i'm 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 available he's like uh cool would you be interested in this i was like yeah yes and i was like no audition he was like no 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 um casting and and things are uh are quite happy to have you if, if you're available uh, yes i'm available yeah let's go so i i got it like that i got it as easy as that I didn't have to audition or anything they had seen me i believe someone else um uh, in the agency had was was also there as well. Um, no, she definitely was from the agency. She was there as well. So yeah, it just picked picked me up um, along the way, and it was so cool. It was so much fun. It was so sick to get in costume, little bit of makeup, the whole set, lights, rigs, all of this. We know the game. We've been in the game before, but you know, to get the first opportunity from having an agent and and get it, and for something that came quite easily. Um, felt like i cheated i put in some cheat codes mm-hmm. but at the same time that's the that's the beauty of the beast um so yeah it was a it was a lot of fun i won't go into detail about it all and stuff like that but it was it was really cool really simple really fun lovely to meet faces and people and just slowly start to grow those connections and and get myself out there so yay me <laughs> yay you indeed i mean that's yeah. it bro for a for the nine auditions that you do and don't get, then all of a sudden something gets handed to you on a on a silver platter. On a silver a platter, weird, yeah. It's a weird old world. Um, <laughs> yep. Well, to to jump back to your birthday, it sounds like you had a had a good old week. Um, D and D. Wish I was wish I was there in the room, <laughs> swigging back a beer at the end of the table. Pub <laughs> sounds great. I gotta say, you know, I haven't been to. A place in a while where I've I've had drinks and eaten food. I've just realized as mm. you as you said that, I've sort of disassociated those two things quite a lot. Yeah. When yeah, I recently, I, I mean, like in the last few years, like the last few t- times I've been out for drinks with friends and had like multiple drinks. We never seem to have food at the same time. It's always like you know, go and have some drinks, then go and get some food, and then maybe yep. continue. So totally. I think that's underrated if you have a place where that can fulfill both purposes because most of the places that with probably the exception of rogan vagabond because they do great pizzas and burgers and uh waitoa social club on victoria street because you can get malaysian from little penang delivered next door oh nice lots of places in wellington i just don't want to spend money on food because i know it's no it's rubbish like i'm pretty good at not spending twelve dollars on a bowl of fries that are just gonna be subpar. Like I'd rather just wait an hour and then go and get yeah. a lucky burger, you know? Totally. Totally. So I mean yeah. I mean you're painting a picture there with the old Kingsley pub. Um oh, nice. good food as well. Good pub food, man. Give it oh, up to Kingsley Pub. Hey, I mean 
sponsor us if you want um (laughs) (laughs) but no the birthday sounds great the vr sounds sick i'm i know it's vr is almost a little bit old now but i've still never done anything sort of significantly vr-ish so if were i too i would find that quite overwhelming i think and you know maybe i would get motion sickness as well um i should do that at some some point when i next come to auckland with whatever thing you have on on your you said you have a headset or whatever, because I still don't really know what that experience is like. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do that next time you're up. Yeah. I've got mine. I can hook it up. Yeah. Okay. Just hook us up. Hook us up. Um, yeah. Just pin that away. Um, and of course, congratulations on your gig. That sounded great. Uh, we look forward to hearing about it in the future when it is released. Um, but the one thing that you have missed out, and to be fair, it's been a month, so, you know, fair enough lots has happened but um you haven't told us about your COVID experience my friend oh fruitcake was that in the past month yeah sure it was. was sure was oh my gosh so tell us about I, that do you know that is that is literally the week that i couldn't remember what happened and that's exactly what it was um yeah gosh yeah COVID, everyone oh my goodness rah, rah, rah. but here's the funny thing i didn't get it um Morgan uh, went to an event um, and unfortunately quite a lot of them uh, got got COVID from this event Uh, and so yeah so she got it uh, and we went into isolation for a week she felt it pretty good for a good two three days Um, and then she started coming right she started coming really good Um, and the whole entire time I was I was sweet as a bean I was I was good it's just I, I, extra good. I'm feeling great. Extra, I was feeling great. I feel great. And, and and saying that, I I wasn't I wasn't allow I didn't allow Morgan kisses for a good five days, um, just to <laughs> just to give me another wall of protection. Even though we we're in the same house doing the same thing, sleeping in the same bed, I I was like kisses can wait. Sorry, baby, but kisses can wait. Um, and yeah, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. And she came right. And then she went back to work after the seventh day. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really interesting. You know, when she got her first positive test, she, it was funny cause she wasn't feeling well. So she took a test. Um, and she was like, I can't look at it, look at it for me. And I, cause we covered, we covered our tests every day. We covered them. So we didn't see it until 15 minutes were up. And I lifted this first test on the first day. And I was like, yeah um yeah you got covid <laughs> that's I, a I was strong re- line <laughs> i was re- I, it, it was a strong line it was deep black um yeah it, it's it was it was it was it was so interesting over the whole entire week and i i you know i put it on my instagram and people were coming back to me being like this happened to me like i never got it and you know all of this and then i had other other friends chris for instance so i got it on day nine day 10 and and um and other people being like oh hit me way later didn't hit me at all completely juked the whole thing and look i gotta say this two shots in a booster um morgan had also had two shots in a booster she was only sick for a good three days and there were other people that we've known that have gotten sick that hadn't had their booster and it hit them a lot harder. Um, so the thing is, everyone's immune systems are so different. It reacts to everyone so different. Um, obviously, it's still really hitting us here in New Zealand at the moment as well. Numbers have just been sitting on a good consistent level um, and unfortunate people passing away from it as well. 
Um, so yeah, it, you know, we're not out of the woods right now, but I, me not getting it because of this experience, I'm like, I'm invincible. I'm immune. I'm never going to catch this thing. I'm sweet. And I touch See wood. See you in a month. Exactly. I touch wood, you know, cause I'm trying to find some wood in my room. There it is. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll just, we'll just have to see what happens. I'm obviously still trying to be very careful. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very funny experience, uh, mm. in, in not getting it when my partner gets it. So how much, so how many rat tests did you do total? Uh, five. Oh yeah. I did five rat tests over the whole week. Uh, and I never got, I never got sick or any symptoms mm. past the week as well. Well. I mean, it'll be annoying if you do get it in the next wee while because you might as well have done <laughs> more. I had it then. I know because we've got some things coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, true, true. Yeah, we need to have a little talk about that. Um, but it's a good segue to to my sort of half of the last month because uh, just in the last three days, post last weekend. Four of my kind of core group of nine, myself being one, so it's really eight other people, all got COVID from whatever <gasps> they did on the weekend. So, oh my uh, gosh. Hugh, Jono, Mikey, and Tom, fallen soldiers. Uh, three of them I saw very briefly on Friday. And I mean, when I say briefly, I mean we were at a social event. Uh, there were a few handshakes, and then they excused themselves early. We had arrived late and we stayed later. But they then went and did a whole lot of stuff on that Friday and the Saturday. So I'm I'm fairly confident wherever the Genesis was was sort of after <laughs> I'd seen them. But yeah. um, yeah, it's it's been a sort of four four ducks in a row over the last few days, uh, oh, no. which leaves just myself and young Cameron of the nine of us. Well, oh none really? Of us, none of us got it through any stage. Early Omicron, I was like statistically nine people not getting it seems unlikely but um now it's just down to down to the two of us so so uh interestingly both cam and myself are the most sort of artistic creative minded of us so maybe there's something in there with, oh. with you know omicron just, doesn't like the artists no it does not bind itself <laughs> to us um but dad also got it a couple of weeks ago yeah oh, yeah true. uh and he yeah, how did he go fine, sort of fine like he said he had some uh you know some sore throat and cough and stuff but to be honest for you know someone that's in his 60s it sounds like he had a pretty good experience you know less aggressive than the guys who all have it now yeah. um yeah so i'm sort of i've been skating around in the last yeah you've been, <laughs> I've been <laughs> not me ducking, weaving <laughs> not me uh, but yes, you know, I mean, this is not a big talking point for today, but the show uh, that Matt and I are doing is less than a month. Well, no, it's a, it's over a month away, less than a month until we start rehearsal. So at some yep. point there will be conversations about who we're seeing and when we're seeing. Um, but I don't want to talk about that today. But, you know, COVID in the last month has been has been a bit more sort of personal than has been in the past for, for both of us. Um What has been going on for me? Well, the sort of main thing for me, which Matt knows, but sort of not in massive detail to be honest uh is that the i currently have two jobs if you'd asked me a week ago i had three jobs (laughs) so it's been a busy old time Um, so three weeks ago i was just working at fresh and then uh a friend a sort of loose friend you know someone that i'd met through a closer friend that sort of uh, some drink type things a few times. I'd seen on Instagram that he had posted that he was like, anyone looking for 15 to 20 hours a week, 
hospital work, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'd kind of already been considering, you know, what, what have I been looking for work-wise? You know, am I feeling fulfilled? Do I want to make some more money or will it kind of the above? Um, which I don't want to go into too much detail about but long story short is i kind of entertained this person and what they were looking for when i met up and had a coffee and had a drink and was like yeah what do you need what can i offer here's my life situation and the long story short is i'm now the uh coffee specialist at egmont street eatery in wellington specifically making coffee there on sort of fridays saturdays and sundays sometimes just saturdays and sundays on their brunch shift um yeah, Egmont has a really interesting, I guess, hours set up. You know, if you were to compare it to something, because it, it does brunch and dinner, mm. but they don't go all the way through. So on a Friday, on a Wednesday, they're open just for dinner. On a Thursday, it's brunch and dinner. Friday, brunch and dinner. Saturday, brunch and dinner. Sunday, just brunch. On any day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where they do both services, they close from 2 to 5.30. They clean up the chefs change over so it's not a complete run through mm. so it means that you know you're not you don't end up working like a nine hour or ten hour shift or whatever so you know if i work on a friday it's probably ten thirty till three by the time we're out or you know saturdays or sundays just maybe work from nine so yeah the reason i took it on was you know not early mornings unlike fresh uh, i'm still at fresh by the way um it's not massively into the evenings. Like, you know, friend and I had some conversations about this means I'm working a whole bunch of the evenings. How do we, f- uh, sorry, of the weekends, not the evenings, the weekends, how do we feel about that? And we were kind of like, well, she's working from home during the weeks anyway. You know, we're not a massive, like go and do a day adventure on a Saturday kind of couple. Like it's just not who we are. And so she was just kind of like, let's just, just try it see if you enjoy it. I mean, I'm only on a casual contract um but i've really enjoyed it thus far i've done about uh, five shifts last weekend worked saturday and sunday which were the busiest two days of the year in terms of the amount of people that have come in because in that kind of hospitality you you kind of count uh covers as as the the term you know you've done like 100 covers or or 30 covers or whatever yeah but yes back to back saturday was the busiest day and then sunday was the second busiest day and in a job at fresh where the the amount of coffees that i make is not that many it's been quiet you know for all the reasons above you know i don't volume is not the thing at fresh egmont street is volume i think the last weekend i probably made 400 coffees over two days god damn <laughs> there was this point on jono point on on the sunday when jono the the duty manager was like yeah so 20 percent of the sales today were flat whites and i was like that's silly that's just that silly um so it's a completely different workspace and i've been enjoying it because it, it you know un, unlike fresh where you know i have time to to talk with you and work on creative projects and stuff mm. there's no mm. time for that at egmont and you know my phone sits firmly work, in my work, bag work. for five hours and it's quite refreshing to you know to message friend i'll be like message you in five hours when we finish because it's just this it's non-stop and it's been a really nice change of pace to have something that's so busy, so high tempo. You know, there's I'm working with quite a lot of people, so there's you know banter flying around in a way that's not fresh. So that is sort of Egmont Street at the moment. So I'm working kind of five days between the the two jobs at the moment, um, and and enjoying it. Um, 
And <laughs> so that's job two, which is still ongoing. Job three, which is no longer <laughs> ongoing, was um, this casting agency in Wellington uh, messaged me kind of out of the out of the blue, similar to your job, but I guess uh, your acting job, maybe less out of the blue because I'd kind of been in comms with them recently about some other stuff. And I just got an email from uh, one of the women that works there being like, the other person uh, is isolating at the moment because her daughter is COVID. Uh, are you possibly free next, I mean, this was like three weeks ago, next Thursday to come and help me like cast this thing? Yeah. Um, and I was like, yes, I will move everything around to do that because A, the money is really good. B, just really interesting to kind of, be on the other side of the fence with the audition process and then see just, I guess, developing the relationship with that casting agency specifically. And so that turned into five days of work for this casting agency, cool. um, which were quite long days, sort of close to nine to five-ish. You know, it definitely wasn't easy, but man, it was. I remember I messaged Matt, I think it was halfway through the second day, and I was like, I haven't had time to tell you I'm doing this because it was three jobs kind of on the go at that point. Um and it's just so fascinating to be on the other side of it. Mm. I mean, you know, I can't talk about what we were casting or like the roles, that sort of thing. But just, you, I guess I can talk about like the volume of people that we saw was so high. It just made me think like, wow, like, I, you know, the amount of people that I knew, I saw someone that I knew from my university days who worked for the university, who I had no idea was doing acting stuff. I met someone who I haven't seen since year five at primary school, like <laughs> wow. all sorts of just random people. And then obviously all these actors who are Wellington based, who I was like, I have never met you before. This seems unlikely <laughs> Yeah, type of thing. People I knew vaguely, people I knew very close with. Um, just the volume and I guess kind of like the clinical nature of auditions was really eye-opening to me having auditioned for, you know, at this casting agency before and like you, you go in, you know, you have your 15 minutes, you're investing so much in it. You think, you know, there's all the pressure in the world and then being on the other side and realizing just how it's like, right, who's the next person? Who's the next person? Take their photo, get their <laughs> measurements, do the ID, do the lines. Yeah. And so yeah. I guess my chief role was like being the reader. So for, for people out there like you know if you're doing a dialogue script someone comes in with their lines and you're the person that's reading like the other side of the script that was the the, the chief thing that they they needed me to do um because the other person sort of working the camera and directing and then someone else is like uploading all the files and like sending them off to the production company and it was a lot of fun um you, you know like it didn't you know it felt silly that i was sort of making money because i would you know I wouldn't do it for free, but it was one of the sort of thing that I was like, man, I'm getting so much out of this as an actor, but, you know, forming this relationship with these, these casting people and just seeing on the other side of it, like how hard their job is, not in a, oh, there's no one out there. Like we can't find the perfect person for this, but more just it's tiring. Like yeah. to see so many people and, and, and try and give everyone your and time and filter and, through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people are great and some people are not as great and like the emotional right of that. So I, d I did that for five days over this sort of span of almost two weeks. I mean, it's been a weird month anyway, right? Two long weekends. We had Easter and then we had Anzac yep, Day true, the next week afterwards. True. I didn't work at Fresh for two weeks in a row because of how all the long weekends and all these other jobs sort of lined up um but yeah that was a real a real blast and and i think something that 
you know, fast forward to December this year, I think that will stick with me for quite a while just because it's been so, you know, it's the sort of thing where I'm looking forward to us being able to sit down and just talk about it for two hours in the privacy yeah. of our own, uh, you know, not public forum. <laughs> um, but yeah, just so fascinating is really eye opening, I guess, in the, the acting industry generally about how, you know, we think, how does a cast kind of come together? And you're like, oh, it's kind of that process. I guess there it's that it like how the sausage gets made sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that job is, is finished. It's, it's fresh and Egmont being balanced at the moment. Um, and yeah, all that sort of COVID stuff that's been going on as well. Um, as I said before, it's sort of ticking into business time with Matt and I, our show, uh, which if you're in the Wellington region, maybe we'll say, we'll, We'll talk about it maybe more significantly next week or next episode because, mm. mm. you know, we had so much other stuff today. But the show is called Off the Page. If you are in Wellington or in the lower North Island, it is on at Featherston Booktown Festival, which is Queen's birthday weekend. We have two shows at least locked in on Saturday the hmm, of June. The I'm going to th- keep talking. 13th? 13th? It 13th? No. Is it the 13th? I think 13th. it's more like the 10th. Is it? Is it? No, the 11th. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, the 12th is the Sunday. Yeah, 11th. The 11th. Yeah. Um, there's two shows. The shows are both free, uh, sort of core high entry, but, you know, there'll be a limited capacity because we're doing them in bookshops. Um, we'll do a more in-depth rundown of the show and what it's about and the pieces and that stuff. But if you're in the Wellington region and you want to know a little bit more off the page, uh, Featherston Booktown Festival, you can look it up. And in the next few weeks, we'll we'll talk maybe a little bit more about it. But we're very much in the line learning process, and and I think we're both in the same place of having been like, ha, yeah, that's a lot of <laughs> yeah, words that, to learn yeah, by June second. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, um, line learning, the bane of all actors' existence. Um, there's a few I'm other things that I, w- I would talk about. You know, project wise, got some stuff that's launching this week. Blah blah blah, but. We'll leave that, you know, there's, there's no rush on that sort of thing. Okay, uh, the, nice. the main okay. thing, the main thing is that, you know, it's been a busy couple of weeks and kind of only just in the last few days have I finally sort of been able to, to settle in and, and kind of regain some, some sanity. So it's nice to sort of come back and chat properly and, <laughs> and, and catch up because it has been such a busy three, four weeks whenever we last and all sorts of things like, you know, acting stuff for both of mm. us, um, you know, social life, birthday stuff, COVID, you know, you spend a week inside all yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's felt like this crazy mess of stuff. Um, and in this crazy mess of stuff, I do have a question for you that will maybe help sort of just bring us down to normality. <laughs> Earth us um, again. Nice. One of the perks of this casting job was that uh, my lunch was paid for, so it was sort Ooh. of it was sort of a like, what are we having for lunch? Being asked at nine a.m. in the morning type thing, um, which was great as someone that eats a lot of leftovers and very rarely spends money at lunchtime. A sort of a whole new world opened up. Um, across the five days, we had uh, kebabs from Abra Kebabra once. Uh, definitely the most sort of personal assistanty I felt within that week because they had sent me somewhere else. They're like, we'll go get kebabs here. And I had been there and I was like, no, I'm running no. down the road to Abra Kebabra. No, no. It's going to take an extra <laughs> 10 minutes, but the experience nice. will be better. Um, 
very uh, Andy and Parks and Rec meet Tornado, Ron Swanson, if that's a reference <laughs> that means anything to anyone. Um, but on one of the other days, we got uh, food from Arashi, which is on Courtney Place, Japanese. We kind of got karage chicken and some dumplings and stuff. And then they were Yum. closed another day, so we went to Dragon, well, got food from uh, Dragons in Wellington. And so my question to you is sort of based off that experience, having purchased dumplings from a few different places. I know you're a dumplings fan. I've previously professed that I don't buy a lot of dumplings because I like to make them. Yes. I'm interested in your ranking of the classic dumpling flavors, which maybe we need to decide what classifies as a classic dumpling flavor. Okay. Okay. In my head, I have pork and chive, pork and cabbage, pork and prawn, veggie, probably both chicken and corn and chicken and mushroom, I think are maybe the classic chicken flavors. It would feel strange mm-hmm. to only have one chicken. And then the internet tells me that beef, like beef and something is quite beef ones. quite kind yeah. of common. Um, but the what led me to ask this as I searched for sort of a quick food-based question was, man, I'm, I'm so out on prawns and dumplings. I'm not usually a huge prawn person any anyway but for me a dumpling is the least sensical way to consume a prawn and i know that you had got dumplings when i was in auckland that had whole prawns in them so again i'm interested in your overarching sort of you know where you what's your go-to what is something that you risk i dare i say frozen dumplings how does that play into things but um yeah just a quick sort of what's matt's kind of hierarchy of dumpling the classic kind of dumpling go-to flavors across a range of you know places you go to all the time frozen dare i say make your own interesting where your loyalties lie yeah, yeah. Um, I'm telling you right now, those prawn ones that we had when you were up here, never again. Mm. No, nada. Full prawns in them. Uh, I can't remember what else was in those dumplings, but they were not nice. The only thing that actually made them nice was when I bit one end of the dumpling off and filled it up with soy sauce <laughs> to just completely drown out what was ever in that thing. Um, yeah, that was not nice at all. I didn't, I didn't like that. So yeah, to be honest, I love prawns. I love seafood, but prawn dumplings, no, thank you. Because here's the thing for me, you don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge prawn person generally, but the thing that doesn't make sense for me is you bite into a dumpling and the only texture you want is if it's a fried Mm. dumpling and has hard outside but you're wanting a soft interior you want to kind of bite through and essentially have whatever flavored mush is inside like that's the textural thing you're expecting i don't want to hit hard prawn i'm sure someone who knows more about prawns will tell me there's a good way to cook them and not a good way to cook them (laughs) but that's the thing for me that stands about about prawn regardless of of sort of if it's a whole prawn as in that experience or not a whole prawn i'm like i'm not looking for that texture you know Mm. yeah Fair, absolutely fair. Okay, okay. Um, but look, I'll go to my top flavor, uh, and it's it's the first one that you said, and I think it's probably the most universal that people will go to, um, and that's pork and chives. Mm. Pork and chives, so good. I think pork is pork will definitely be my like meat go to um, for for a dumpling, but pork and chives I really enjoy. Uh, pork and cabbage, I've really got no fuss over it, but I'd rather go pork and chives. It's interesting that, that, I mean, the pork thing is, and this happens quite often with like frozen, 
for me frozen dumplings is lots of brands will have both pork and chive and pork and cabbage and i look yeah. at that and i think they're both pork based you know it's not like mm-hmm. you're doing a whole vegetarian thing or a chicken thing they seem so i mean similar sounds bad but it, it's not like chive is a massive flavor and it's not like cabbage yeah, totally. is a massive flavor the fact that those are two of maybe arguably like the top three most classic flavors of dumpling but are quite similar has always mm. sort of interested me yeah, yeah i yeah, think i sure. would lean a pork and chive over a pork and cabbage but to me they're they're you know <laughs> if the menu had one and not the other i wouldn't be like where's the other because where probably are the chives the, the, you know, <laughs> give me the chives because probably the pork mix is similar ish you know yeah totally heck yeah i totally agree um yeah, I I would I don't really tend to go towards chicken dumplings at all. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. not not really a fan, don't really want to have my chicken that way. Um so they're off the list for me. Um I got to say, love me some veggie dumplings. Yep. I think if you just want something uh you know, I mean I think obviously like yourself as someone who's not eating a lot of you know, meat in a diet and things like that, I I would I quite happily have some veggie dumplings. Um I'm trying to think of the, I can't think what it's with, but there's a really nice mushroom and something dumpling that I've had before and I really enjoyed, but I can't remember what the mushroom was with. Like a bok choy, a sort of a Uh, a greens of some kind. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't think, I don't think they were just straight mushrooms, uh, like a mushroom dumpling. There was something else with them and I really enjoyed them as well. Um... But in terms of, in terms of like, um, you know, where my my loyalties, where my loyalties lie, um, I don't really have like a a go-to. I mean, me and Morgan, whatever is kind of cheapish and on sale in the supermarket, we'll just go for them at the time. Um, I know recently we had some dumplings that we had got from the supermarket and we had them for dinner one night. They weren't as good as the usual brand mm, we would mm-hmm, go for, mm-hmm. but I can't remember off the top of my head what that brand is. I'd know it if I saw the packet. Um, but their their chicken and uh, sorry their pork and chives, great, absolutely love them, and their veggie ones at the same time, great. Um, I guess the one I guess the one thing where my loyalty lies in sense of dumplings and things, and obviously comes along with this question. Is whether you like fried or steamed, yeah, or yeah. boiled. You know, a lot of people have a lot of dif- different preferences when it comes to those kind of I don't dumplings. Think I've ever had a boiled dumpling. And, uh, to be honest, neither have I. I just know that it happens. <laughs> people are out there um, doing it. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, fr- I get. I would for the instance of this, and it would be fr- fried or steamed. For me, love a fried dumpling. For Morgan, loves a steamed dumpling. Mm, mm. So I'm not even kidding you. We will get two packets of dumplings. This will be for for a dinner, not not necessarily a lunch. Everyone, calm down. But for a dinner, hungus, definitely. We love dumplings. Um, we will get two different packets, two different flavors, and we will decide which ones we would rather have fried or would rather have s- steamed. And I'm not even kidding you, like, I will have majority of the fried ones, and she will have majority of the steamed ones. So it's this kind of fight for what flavor of dumpling you want for that night. And then, yeah, we will literally steam one packet, and we'll fry one packet. 
put them all on a platter together, a bowl of chili, sesame oil, uh, and soy sauce right in the middle. And we just go for town with some chopsticks on those dumplings. Um, so yeah, we, we, we love that event for dinner. Um, but yeah, I can't really tell you, um, where like our go-to dumpling place would be because quite often when like, let's say for instance, chow down in Wellington, I love chow's dumplings. Um, but up here in Auckland, I haven't had a lot of dumpling experiences going out to, to dinners and things. Um, I know Katsuman Burger, which, um, quite often my mother and I get for lunches. Um, we'll get their dumplings, love them, pork and chives once again. Um, so yeah, I, I think for me, it really comes down to more of the flavor, uh, and whether they're fried or steamed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm still feeling, feeling my, I'm just going to not say that sentence. Um, I haven't got a strong loyalty on, on fried and not fried. I think if, if I had to give an answer, I think I would say I'm more inclined to steam something that has meat in it because already you kind of have a fattiness from the interior. Whereas if I was doing a vegetable dumpling, I feel like the addition of the sort of fat and texture might work. Totally Um, fair. Yeah, I'm definitely there. I I love, you know, I love a veggie dumpling I've done well. I own, I exclusively make veggie dumplings. Um and we've sort of tried quite a lot of the different veggie brand dumplings that are available. And I got to say if they if they don't have English writing on them, they're going to be better than the ones that have English writing. Pams, uh dumplinged, all those sort of companies don't know how to make a good veggie dumpling. <laughs> Because I think a good veggie dumpling is all about the sort of the flavorings that you apply to the vegetables. I think it's like Pam's or one of those companies, there were like peas in there. And it's like, of all the vegetables, yeah. what is this doing in here? Yeah, we've, um, we've had the Pam's and it's the, um, it's the, the, um, the dough as well. Do they call it a dough for a dumpling? It's a dough, right? Yeah, it's not yeah. a. I wouldn't say no. I don't. I'm not. Gosh, I, to say that's dog. bad. I really should know. I'm pretty sure it's a dough. But the Pams, their texture uh, and thickness with with their dough, the casing for the dumpling, completely off. Completely off. Just disgraceful. Disgraceful. Um, no, thank you. Well, we hope you've enjoyed dumpling chat. The only strong opinions that we've come away from is no to prawns and yep. sort of yes to pork and veggie. But that's that's enough. You know, that, that's enough for dumpling chat um <laughs> let's move on to what are you watching to close out the episode it's been close to a month or a month uh and i know that i have lots to talk about you have said you don't have that much to talk about nah. so why don't you go first and i'll yep. sort of decide based on how long we've got left what to talk about what have you been consuming what have you been watching what can you recommend to the lovely folk out there that they should be consuming uh of what you've been doing recently nice um first and foremost uh really hot topic and i think i think everyone's been watching it in their own form uh for their own entertainment for meme value tiktok whatever ruddy ruddy rah uh and that's the johnny depp amber heard trial Mm. um (laughs) it has been everywhere it's massive right now i'm really not going to go into it because it really is it's a whole thing on and on itself serious serious subject it's completely serious subject completely but for me like 
you know, TikTok is crazy with it and the way people analyze it, um, just, you know, kind of I'm make I, I say make fun not of the content and why they're there, but just of events that are happening in the trial because it is actually quite funny the way that some things have been going down. Uh, you know, one of the who was it? Was it a, a bodyguard? No, the receptionist of the penthouse. He was vaping and driving while he was he was giving uh, testimony. Over, giving testimony, testimony like that's just comedy gold in itself. Um, Johnny's looks. Um, Amber's looks, Amber matching his outfits, Amber's lawyers in on themselves and stuff. It's 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 quite entertaining in in its own right, but that is not to take away from the seriousness of the trial and everything that is going on in that trial. Um, but I definitely have been consuming it and been keeping up to date with it because it I it's it's I think a lot of people are, are invested in it and are invested to really get to the bottom of the story that's been happening over the past couple of, man, what, four, four to six years. Um, so, yep, that that is one thing that I've been consuming. Um, another thing that I've been consuming, as I just mentioned before, the Apex Legends Global Series, um, Split 2. I've talked about Apex before, a game that I'm really passionate about. The next season for Apex um, begins next week, which a lot of us are really looking forward to. Um, but yeah, the this this global series, Apex had their first LAN competition in over 900 days. Um, and it was so cool to see 60 competitors in a room together uh, competing uh, professionally in in you know in a video game in, a, in an e-sport that i absolutely love uh so that was really cool seeing teams supporting teams um the just quickly the format that it happens is you have 10 teams from america um kind of america south and north 10 teams from europe uh five teams from um they call it apac north which is kind of like asia pacific north uh, and then Asia Pacific South, which I've got is an your... APAC North. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> which is your kind of like Australia's and stuff. So, um, uh, what's that? Thirty, forty. Um, I'm oh, I'm missing a region somewhere. I think there's forty, thirty, twenty, ten, twenty, five, twenty. Man, I can't even remember. Anyway, massive format, big bracket stage, you know, group stages, and then they get to finals, and then loser brackets, and then 10 get into the finals. Anyway, long story short, the team that took it out um, this year in split two, it's split two for a reason. The whole competition throughout the whole year is split um, into, you know, split one, split two, and then you get rankings, you get points, which go towards the the, the final world series that is uh, in a few months time um but anyway split two um the winners of that competition was an australian team and it's the first time an australian team has taken out a competition like that and it was so cool it was so cool to see the passion on those guys the um the teams that went there to represent apac south um, and our Pacific region was, you know, they were, they were, it was so cool. They were doing so well and yeah, reignite was the team that took it out. Um, amazing. So cool to see those boys just completely dominate the lobby and dominate those teams and, and take out the trophy. So it was really cool to see their representation of, um, a region in the world that hasn't had a lot within the whole apex community in a professional 
competition manner. So that was really cool. Stayed up the whole night, very long night, but it was totally worth it because I loved it. Um, TV show that I've watched, season two of Russian Doll. Have you seen the first season? No, but I've been... I, I'm, it's, Fran watches a lot of YouTube videos of people being like, I, I do this and blah, blah, blah. Like, this show's trash, blah, blah, blah. And and from what I gather, season two doesn't live up to the hype of season one, which I've also gathered with Bridgerton, which maybe you said. Um, but tell me, Brush and Dog yeah. season two. No, I uh, totally agree. Totally agree. Season one of Russian Doll really set off like a precedence of like, yeah, this is this is the rules of the show uh and you really buy into it and you really get behind it uh in season two they set up completely different rules uh a whole completely different um way of i've got to i've just got to i've got to say it like that rules when you go into a world we've talked about um world building before Mm -hmm, and the, mm -hmm. the rules that are in place for that world this world is completely different you know same characters all of that kind of stuff but yeah completely different world a completely shift of gear and i get it it's season two you want to change it you want to switch it up but it really didn't live up to season one in the world that they had built for season one um but don't get me wrong i I still really enjoyed it just for the watchability half hour episodes binged it in one night so easy to get through so we just we just got it done um so that's one thing i really enjoy in a tv show is just the watchability and being able to get through it um and for me i love i just love trippiness i love it when it hurts my brain i love it when something hurts my brain um and it hurt my it hurt my brain just trying to really come to understand what was going on some people can't just don't get those shows or or movies and things and i completely understand so i did enjoy it for that reason but in the sense of russian doll and what the the picture it painted in the first season season two really didn't live up to it so i'm pretty on the fence with it overall but i would say more watch season one to really get a good picture of russian doll um and look my final thing i swear it's my final thing that i'm going to talk about we have talked about it before so i'm not going to go into depth with it um morgan and i did a tom holland spider-man marathon uh she had seen homecoming before uh but she had not seen far from home or no way home uh and so we watched uh homecoming one night and then a couple nights later, we did back-to-back Far From Home, No Way Home, because they lead into each other, obviously. Uh, and uh, I, I love them. I, I should say I, we still haven't watched them. So. No, 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 no. I won't go into it. I, 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 I really love Tom Holland, um, and I really love those Spider-Men. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good watch. Loved watching for the first time, obviously Far From Home and No Way Home back to back, which I would recommend, if, you know, or have you watched, you've watched Far From Home? No, only Homecoming. No. Okay. I, I recommend if you wanted to one night, do them together because they are literally back to back. Yeah. Um, 
it was nice seeing Morgan get really behind it. Um, she's not the biggest Marvel fan, and she knows that I'm one of the biggest Marvel fans. Okay, not one of the biggest. That's a lie. I'm a, I'm a fan, not one of the biggest. Um, and yeah, to, for her to really get behind it and get invested uh, in in Tom Holland's Spider Man was really cool. Um, so yeah, I can't go into any more because you haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, completely worth the rewatch. I actually brought No Way Home on apple tv so i will always have it and i will definitely watch it again. i own it it's mine I own it. it's mine um and that's that's what's uh that's what's my watching oh also one last thing to mention i am going to see dr strange um madness well into the multiverse multiverse of madness into the madness mul- Doctor Strange, madness, multiverse of multiverse. madness. Yeah, that. I, so yeah, it's I'm going mad. to go see that. I'm going to go see that with my mum, Felix, uh, and um, his partner Sierra. We're going to go watch it in IMAX theaters tonight at nine o'clock. Um, so next week, I will probably have something to say about what I thought about the new Doctor Strange. A spoiler-free review. We're going to get to this. We're going to get to those Spider Spider-Man films. We just need some time. Just give me some time. Um. I have been all over stuff for the last... I have, I said to Matt pre-show, I had to write stuff down over the last few weeks because I've been like, mm, I've had some stuff to talk about. I'll go in reverse order of sort of significance. Uh, the other night, for the first time ever, I watched Paddington. Now, I knew I was going to enjoy it because I know everyone says it's great, like critically acclaimed. I also know that Paddington 2 is critically acclaimed. But so enjoyable to watch a a film like that that's so wholesome and you just enjoy it as much as everyone said you would if you know what i mean like i know what you mean i I think i think family movies or family friendly movies can be one of the most difficult genres to kind of get yourself to press play on disney's easy because they have such a reputation but totally uh, I guess live action family movies, but man, that, that film was so great and it fulfilled such a need of uh, sort of wholesomeness and the movie vibe that we were looking for. So if you haven't seen Paddington before, as someone who also had never seen it before, it is well worth your time and we will watch the sequel sometime soon, I'm sure. Um, we're up to the final season of The Office US, season nine. We are battling through because season... Uh, eight and nine are sort of such a drop off but we're determined to actually reach the end and it's really interesting to be at episodes that i've never seen before because i've probably seen episodes from one to seven all over the place over the last i don't know 10 years or whatever but i'm now at it's so weird to see the characters that i know doing stories that i've never seen before so Mm, that's kind of mm. keeping me going um master chef australia is back uh we're doing the weekly survivor episode watch um but the three key things that i want to talk about one um i don't know i've talked i've definitely talked about it before but not recently uh the website that i read the most sort of pop culture stories from sports stories is called the ringer and they were doing a focus on romantic comedies the other week like it was rom-com week and there were all these articles about it was the 20th anniversary of my big fat greek wedding and they were doing articles on like the most you know iconic date scenes all that sort of stuff and they did a top 50 ever romantic comedies list which i recommend looking up the website is called the ringer 
uh, in classic fashion, Fran had said she'd seen like 30 of them. I was like, oh, I have not seen a lot of these. Lots of the classics, like Sleepless in Seattle, I've never seen. Pretty Woman, I've never seen. Like lots of those 90s, 2000s classics. Pretty Woman's good. Pretty Woman's good. And we were trying to figure out a rom-com to watch. I feel like watching one tonight. And instead of going the classics route, we went the other route. And I think it was number 49, 48 or 47 on the list. They said, this is one of the best modern rom, like contemporary rom-coms. It came out in 2020, I believe. And we were like, you know what? Let's watch a film that we have no expectation for. Neither of us have seen. This list says it's good. You know, it's only 90 minutes. Uh, And that film is called Palm Springs. I'd never oh, heard of it. No. It came out on Hulu. I don't believe it came out in cinemas. So, you know, you'd uh, be forgiven for never having seen it. 7.4 IMDb, 95% Rotten Tomatoes. The film stars uh, Andy Samberg and uh, Kristen Milioti. And it's 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 a time loop movie. Think Groundhog Day. It's yep. just, that's the premise. It's a time loop movie. And all I would say is it's a time loop movie and it's based around a wedding day. That is their time loop that they're stuck in. But it was oh. so good. It's so good. It's the best romantic comedy that I've seen in a long time. It's probably the best film that I've seen in a long time that I've gone in with no expectations. When I say expectations, like that could be, it's within a franchise that I already know yep. or it's a, something that's been nominated for an Oscar. So I already have high expectations this film could have been terrible and we would have been like, why is it on this list? I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just saying Palm Springs, great film to watch sort of with uh, your significant other. If you have one, I'd say it's probably a great date night movie. Cause it's just, it's about two people kind of meeting and f- having some kind of connection. Palm Springs. As soon as we finished it, we were like, we can't wait to watch that again. We know it's going to be funnier and funnier and funnier every time we watch it. Um, I'm going to leave that there. We also, uh, committed to watching the almost three hour long, uh, Robin Pattinson, the Batman, which, oh, which was sort of I no, small, no small feat because it is long and we're not massively superhero inclined. Um, watched it. It is long. It did take us a couple of nights. Um, and my spoiler-free review of the Batman would be, it's good. It's very different. Uh, mm. I don't think it's a spoiler to say it is definitely down the sort of thriller line of things. And I guess what the film has going for it is that Batman is the most like a detective of any of the Batman yep. stuff that I've consumed. So yep. if you like those kinds of stories, it will be for you. Um I mean, the classic comment about it is that it's too long, and I think that's probably justified. I mean, we couldn't even get it done in a whole whole sitting. Um, cinematography is beautiful. It's sort of a joy to watch. Robin Pattinson's performance is great. I would give it like a... I'd probably give it a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Interestingly, I listened to, again, one of the podcasts on The Ringer network where they were ranking all the batman movies and they said it was either number two or number three and i was like whoa 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 i don't agree with that at all but these people were not massive fans of the christopher nolan trilogy yeah 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 so we depends on how you feel about all that stuff i i think it's worth watching but i'm not coming out of it going like you must go and watch this film but maybe if it was the exact same film but condensed 
70 percent i would say that um and then we watched sort of three quarters and we haven't finished it yet of the of the jack nicholson batman film which i'd never seen called so batman good. 1989 yep. see i didn't really get it i just it's so good i classic i can get <laughs> i can get that it's a classic i can get that it's that it's it's jack nicholson hamming it up to the nth degree i'm glad that i now get what his joker is like but yeah in any yep. conversation where people have been like oh jack nicholson's sort of joker is pretty like uh, Heath Ledge is the best, but Jack Nicholson's close. I, I I can't see how you can have that conversation. And I know that superhero movies were different back then. I know that the genres oh, completely yeah. so changed. So different time, yeah. But I was like, like really? Because in the list, they put that as the second best Batman film. And I'm like, don't tell me that's better than either of the, the either Christopher Nolan films. I'm not saying Dark Knight Rises is perfect. I'm not saying that Batman Begins is perfect. But, but I guess that is the nature of evolving evolving yeah. stuff and different tastes but yeah just... i think i i think with that sorry just a quick comment oh, no. i think with with that film you've got to keep like this was a comic book yeah. in mind yeah you know what i mean it's very uh uh Bang, slap pow yeah exactly exactly it's it's very almost farcical you know yeah. it's it's very of that nature so yeah and, and i i mean you said it you said it yourself completely different genre of film and time um but yeah i mean yeah it's it's definitely a batman that's one of my favorites of all of the old ones before christopher nolan's that's still probably up top really Unless, better than because fran said she rates Mr. the Freeze. one that's after it the one that has michelle pfeiffer as catwoman and catwoman. Has someone as the penguin uh oh the penguin oh man okay that's yeah that actually you know what that's probably one i've watched the least of i've seen batman and robin quite a few times george clooney which is they said was the worst bad (laughs) Oh, oh terrible but i've it's actually probably the one i've watched the most out of all of those old ones because it's so bad but it's so good it's bad good um and i believe that's with arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze as well i believe yep. that's the same yep. movie um i love it <laughs> bad love it um yeah i have yeah i haven't watched michelle pfeiffer's catwoman one that often um but i i know the movie um nice. yeah man there was so there has actually been so many of them eh? i think it was but 13 it was... they included on on the list including things like batman versus superman and anywhere where batman has had like a decent enough role to not exclusive yep. i mean lego League. batman was in there there's like an animated film from the 90s which is apparently quite good um but it will be interesting to see you know they were having this conversation of it's hard to to rank where a recent film sits within sort of 30 40 years because are you being super reactionary and in two years time will you be like actually that the batman with robin pattinson is just like way too way too far but i'm interested for you for you to see it because it's yeah, so to see it. the one thing you can say is it's the opposite of any of the films in the marvel universe it goes completely the opposite way totally um, so looking forward to hearing your opinion on that nice. um but really the final thing that i want to talk about this has been my my watching the last four weeks I'm on season four. I've watched 35 episodes of the show since we last wow. talked, which for me is a lot. That's like, a even lot. though they're only 35 minute episodes, it's still a lot. I'm watching it by myself. So it's not a communal thing. I'm finding time by myself. And that is the Netflix series, Formula One Drive to Survive. 
I'm all in on Formula One now. It's so funny. It's so funny, right? Because I love sport. You know I love sport. And yeah, car totally. racing is something I've never had any interest in. NASCAR, F1, motorbike racing, they're all the same to me. They're all cars going around the track and I'm like, not that interested. <laughs> no, thank you. But enough people who aren't F1 fans or motorsport fans have said to me, Drive Survive is great drama. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And bro, I am hooked. And the thing is now <laughs> I've been having to fight to not consume spoilers from the most, like the current season the of F1. Current, yeah. Because I'm trying to build up four years worth of build up to all the teams. And the thing about F1 is like the drivers swap teams. So like I don't even know who's on what team at the moment. Like I, I have, I know some people because, you know, I have, haven't been able to unwind what I've consumed from F1 in the last year or whatever. But from a pure drama storytelling perspective it's so brilliant it's so brilliant and i'm i'm just i'm hooked the other thing that motivated this was a couple of people that i knew including connor have moved to melbourne and went to the the melbourne grand prix and just seeing the video of him just videoing how quickly the cars come in and out of screen i was like whoa i've seen that that as well yeah fast um so i don't really feel the need to expand on it because there'll be people that aren't sports fans that will just never watch it people that are sports fans i don't think will take too much of a push but if you're a sports fan and you have any interest in sort of team building the way that finances revolve around sports the kind of drama of team versus team beef uh, any sort of sports story where it's it's sort of individuals because i guess it's solo drivers there's two drivers on each team and they're kind of competing against each other because sometimes it'll be like well we can keep one driver next year we have to boot one who we who we're kicking out you know there's the the risk of life element which you know is scary but it, you know adds to the adds to the drama and the same way that you would watch a a, a film like um free solo you know the risk element is there mm, mm. all i can say is four weeks ago when we did this last podcast i didn't care about f1 at all <laughs> i really <laughs> care about f1 um which i think is an interesting life change to to have gone through um and that's my what are you watching palm nice. springs is my number one recommendation yes sir. Uh, the batman is my number one interested to hear your thoughts and drive to survive is my number one sort of consuming i'm in. consuming yeah <laughs> i saw on nice. a headline today on stuff the front page of stuff that it was like max verstappen cuts his drive to survive deal and i'm like i want to read this but i won't because i can't um <laughs> yeah it's a good list yeah yeah i'm it's surprised a good, good watched, i'm surprised i've had time to watch stuff having said i was super busy but i don't know maybe i've just been making more making hey more you time. need to unwind somehow you gotta you gotta you gotta unwind mm. and this is the beautiful thing about why we do this and what movies and tv shows we're watching is that yeah it's you have to unwind you have to enjoy the little things and uh it's all about perspective um but i'm telling you right now i will not be watching that show because <sighs> i have not got time for cars uh <laughs> hey you might you they might might grab yeah, yeah look it might hook me in maybe that's why i don't want to watch, <laughs> watch um, one that's episode. cool that's that, that's a really good list um plenty to plenty to plenty to dive into with yep. our watches mm-hmm. over the past month that's for sure i will definitely keep palm springs in the back of my mind when we feel like having a a date night movie watch yeah um, yep. because i love me some andy samberg mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. me some andy and i'm not huge on andy samberg but after that film i was like yeah this guy does these kinds of characters so well like he's really likable in a way that's kind of unique and that 
the sort of shit-eating grin, like, oh, you could be a D-bag, but by the end of it, you're like, I sort of I respect what you do. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, <laughs> tell me your beer thoughts to close out this week's episode. Um, I just finished it. I heard I heard the sound of an empty can. Yeah. So you can't uh, do a final sip. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. Um, Yeah, I finished it. It's... um. It was really good. It was really easy to drink. Um, like I said before, IPAs don't really get me that far, but this being a citra IPA, I love those juicy citrus um, you know, flavors coming through a beer. Um, it was really smooth to drink. Um, it was... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was quite... Um, not quite the nicest hoppy flavor aftertaste in my mouth, um, which kind of sticks around for a little bit. Um, so yeah, not the, not the nicest aftertaste, I would say it's very forward heavy. Um, but nonetheless, I drank it, I, I, I finished it and it, it was very nice. So it's a good score from me. Um, I was trying to think of whether it, it, it creeps into the eights. Um, but I think I'm still going to sit on a 7.9 for me on this one. Um, no, you know what? No, 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 no. No, oh, it doesn't deserve changing. that. No, mm-hmm. change change your mind. Oh, I'm going to okay. give it an 8.1. I think it deserves to be on the other side of an 8 out of the 8, actually. Um, I think me finishing the beer is one thing to say about how much I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I am going to bump it up. 8.1 for me on Eddie Brewery Summer in the Citra IPA. Summer in the Citra nice um mine uh, it's underwhelming unfortunately i wanted to get there it's again another beer that would be more enjoyable i think on a hot day like quite a refreshing beer i'd say similar to the kind of uh yuzu uh yum yum yuzu lager duncan's probably not best at like 3 30 on a sort of autumnal inside day like this would be really easy drinking um but i'm not probably picking it out as something that i want to have a full pint of um i just say it's not very ipa-ish like it doesn't sort of have those kind of hops and and bitters i would if you told me this was a pilsner i wouldn't have been surprised um so for the scattered peaks north end brewery session ipa i think i'm going to give it um I think I'm going to give it a 7.4. Enjoyable, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, nothing mm -hmm. amazing, uh, very middle of the road for me. Uh, But I was trying to figure out what the other North End beer I had, and it was the, they had the Saison du Nectar Sal, which I gave it 8.4. So, you know, North End is a great brewery. This just hasn't, hasn't, has hit the mark. I've been whelmed. I've been underwhelmed or overwhelmed, probably just (laughs) whelmed. Um, Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, but so nice to properly have a beer bro properly catch up we know. know it's been a long episode but this is always going to happen we've given you nothing for two weeks we don't apologize if we're giving you more to listen to uh <laughs> but which man we have tuned through a lot in 80 minutes oh heck yeah i mean i mean it's, it's like we it's what you just said there's a lot's happened in the past month um and a lot to talk about a lot that we have consumed both for our brains and in life um yeah it's been it has been a crazy month um for both of us in different respects um it will be interesting to see what the next month brings us mm. uh because it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to, it's going be, to be interesting may 
Yeah. May. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a that's us for another week. I that's guess. Us. That's us. That's us. That's oh, yeah, us. May the may the may the force be with you. Yes. Um. May the fourth, everyone, once again. Um. But it's yeah. It, it, like I said, man, it's been nice catching up. Um. And I wish you uh the best for another week in your life. Thanks, bro. That's really nice. Yeah, you're um, welcome. I wish you the best as well and wish uh, the audience the best. Anyone listening to this, thank you as always for your, your patronage, your airtime. Um, we're sorry about that little break, but you know, life sorry. happens as we've so been, been finding. Uh, hopefully we've justified our business. Uh, all things being equal, we should be back next week with either a weekly bro or a topic episode of some kind. But for now, from Matt and myself, all that is left to be said is we will see you next time. Peace. I'll be waiting for you. Hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground.